Success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey friends, happy new year. If you're listening to this, congratulations. You made it through another year of the pandemic. We were so eager to see 2020 end and step into 2021. And for many, nothing changed. It was just more of the same. But here we are welcoming 2022 with great anticipation. As always, there's things we can control and many things we can't control. So let's make a pact here that we're gonna focus on what we can control and do it like a boss. I was chatting with a friend the other day and the word contagious came up. It got me thinking, we are all contagious. Oh my gosh, so if you have a cold, it could be contagious. If you have the coronavirus, it can be contagious. Uh, the flu is contagious. There's so many things that we walk around with every day we don't even know we have. And it can be contagious and very dangerous. It got me thinking about the other things that are contagious, like the positive and the negative, for example, energy, right? Positive energy is contagious when somebody comes into the room and they're positive, you catch that, you become, it lifts you up. The same thing happens when someone comes into the room and they have negative energy and it brings you down and it, it's oppressive. It's the same thing with mindset. It's the same thing with habits, the same thing with health. It's the same thing with our words, the words we put out there, they are contagious. Are they positive or negative? That's what people are catching. Our thoughts, same thing. And our opinions, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's a funny one. And then of course our finances, our fitness, all of the things. And so, you know, be, these are all things we can control. And so I wanna encourage you um, to really, really work on that and to control the things you can and of course, let go of the things you can't. But you know, here's the good news. We, well, this is good news and bad news. <laughs> we become like the five people we spend the most time with. You've heard this from mentors. You've heard this in books and in podcasts. And even as far back as when the Bible was written, that they talk about how we become like the people we hang around with. So I want to encourage you as you listen to this, to grab a piece of paper or even your phone, take a look at your list of the five people you spend the most time with and decide 
will this list serve you well in the new year? Just as the rose bush must be pruned, we too need to prune the people and the things in our life. When we don't prune the rose bush, it never grows to its highest potential. And that is the same way with us. We cannot give away that which we do not possess. So let's commit to working on ourselves so that whatever we have is worth catching and can make a positive difference in the people in our lives. As for the bad things, let's protect ourselves. I hate to use a mask as an example, but put on your armor, put on your mask when negative people and energy and thoughts come into your space. You have got to protect yourself so that we don't catch anything that we don't want in our lives or our businesses. I want to thank you so much for your support of the She's Invincible podcast. It is an honor to bring you so many fierce female entrepreneurs this year and a few great men. And we have so many announcements that are coming soon of so many great things that are happening. I cannot wait to share with you, but I can't do that today. But what I can do is wish you a very happy, healthy, prosperous, an invincible new year. Happy 2022, friends. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. Guess what? We have a He's Invincible today, and I am so excited to have this amazing couple with me. Oh, at this time of year, Carrie and Craig are co-founders of several companies, including Tandem Consulting, Simply Automate, and their nonprofit Tandem Giving Inc., which helps older children in the adoption process through advocacy adoption. Their businesses, which initially started as side hustles, have allowed them to step away from their full-time corporate careers and instead become full-time parents and entrepreneurs. They have a thriving podcast, Tandem Talks, and newly published authors with their book, So You Want to Start a Side Hustle. Love it. They were recently featured in an article on CNBC about side hustles and how to do them well. Their lifestyle has enabled them to focus on what really matters to them, family, adventure, and impact, and they are passionate about using their coaching and podcast, tandem talks, and public speaking to tens of thousands of people annually to pay it forward to others at the onset of their entrepreneurial journey. Welcome, Craig and Carrie. Oh my gosh, so excited to have you here on the She's Invincible podcast. You know, we only have four men in a year. Like that's our that's our, our plan uh, strategically. And so what an honor to have you kicking off a new year as the number one guy for 2022. How fun. That is a lot of pressure for me to be an invincible lady, but I'll do my absolute best I can, I promise. Oh my We're gosh. So to be here, Cami. So thank uh, you for having us. Yes, yes. My pleasure for real. All my pleasure. So let's do this. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you two get where you are today and what makes you invincible? 
That is a, a long story, but we will give you the short version. <laughs> no. so we will give you the ultra cliff notes. Um, but um, my, my background is finance and econ, got out of school and worked for the big companies. I worked for GE and just realized I really wanted to do something more in life. Um, I think a lot of people feel like, hey, I want to have more than just my job, especially with the great resignation uh, that's out there now. And so I started looking, but the challenge was, is I didn't know like what to do. I started investing in real estate, stock market, but I only had so much capital, like many people out there, right? Especially in my twenties. And so I was frustrated. Um, fortunately, I ended up meeting more of a who, and a lot of people are looking for like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And one thing that we talk a lot about is like, how can you find who already lives the way you want to live? Right. And so we ended up running into some people who built online communities using direct sales. And we said, Hey, if that's what worked for you, we'll emulate that or I will. Um, so I started to go down that path outside of my job, MBA school, like the whole shebang. And through that um, actually is where I met a one Carrie Bolig, uh, this beautiful woman sitting to my left. So that's where uh, business story turns love story uh, back to business story, I guess, we stay on point. So <laughs> over to you, I guess, here. Yeah. So my background is really different. And so is my personality. Craig and I create like quite the spectrum in terms of temperament and affect, which makes it constant fireworks over here and particularly fun. But I, I studied sociology and women's studies. That was my undergrad path. And the goal for me was how do I create a really big impact? And what ended up happening is I, I got a job in teaching. You know, every career I ever had was with children. So that's really where, where I wanted to influence. But I realized very quickly it came at a huge cost, which was income and lifestyle and really helping me achieve my bigger vision of being able to travel a lot and do fun things and give a lot. And so it was just a gut check. Like I'd done all the right things. I did well in school. I got a job. I was willing to work hard, but it, it, it made me realize in the 21st century, I had to have another way to make income so that over enough time, over enough compounded effort, I could have just a lot more choice um, despite not having real business skills or acumen or business leadership. I was very competitive. So being an athlete my whole life, it was like, how do I challenge the things channel the things that I'm actually genuinely really good at and offset the things that I lack. And I see a lot of people, they, they just never give themselves enough credit for what they bring to the table. So they never take a step into entrepreneurship. Um, but we believe everything is a skill set. And so luckily I was able to find a good environment that happened to be the same environment as Craig. Um, we, you know, dated, got engaged. I moved to St. Louis, which was where he was based at the time. And we've really built out our businesses ever since and added new businesses. Um, I was able to walk out of my career path in my 20s as a function of our first wave of side hustles, um, you know, scaling up to several million in revenue. Mm -hmm. And then the battle cry was, well, how do we help Craig do the same thing? You know, he deserves to not have to work traditionally if he doesn't want to either. So um, that's where we really rolled our sleeves up. And he made a lot more income than I did traditionally. So it was just a new level of focus and a new initiative, but he hasn't worked now for five plus years in the banking sector. And so we really consider ourselves more full-time parents and we do a ton of passion projects, a ton of entrepreneurial related things. And it's just like how every day we get to choose what we want to do. It's, it's genuinely really customized, which was the whole goal. So 
Yeah, and, and going going back to you know the invincible part, man. Like I don't I don't know that that's like a big word for me uh, to to handle. I think maybe maybe other people can claim that, but if anything, I would say to me at times to my wife's dismay, I think I'm good at letting go of my mistakes um, because I make so many, and I think a lot of people carry a lot of guilt. Yeah, like honestly, about all the things they haven't done well, and I mean, I think if if I actually carried all the dumb things I've done and the guilt and, you know, forgetfulness and everything I've messed up, like I wouldn't even be able to have this conversation. Right. And so I think in some case, my invincibility is based on being able to forgive myself, <laughs> which is. Listen, that, that's a thing that that is really a thing. And you're right. Right. You would not if you were carrying all that baggage with you, how would you ever reach the success or the level that you're at right now, whether it's in family or business or relationship, right? Like you just can't carry that. And people don't realize how heavy that is. Yeah. It, and it, it weighs people down and it slows them. And then they don't move forward or build on their strengths because they're so worried about all the things they've made, they've messed up. And so um, if I have to pick something, I guess that's what I, that's what I would choose, but I don't know, Karen, you want to add on to it for you, for yourself? I would probably say my determination. Mm, I'm yeah. just like pretty intensely determined when I'm motivated around something. When I'm not motivated, I, I'm not determined at all. I think like most people. So it's like, how do we find our deeper passion and purpose? Um, and even just passion around the results something might create. You know, there's plenty of things about building a business that I wasn't passionate about, but being outcome focused and determined enough to create the result, I'd say, is where some of my invincibility might lie. I love it. And as we as this story unfolds, we're going to hear more and more about what makes you guys invincible. So we're going to jump right into your topic. Uh, you to have uh, ventured into so many amazing places, right? Between direct sales, the side hustle, the podcast, the book, the foundation. Oh my gosh. So let's, um, we kind of compiled this topic in, you know, one, the importance of building something for yourself. And as, you know, as we are, uh, you know, into a new year, this is where people are really evaluating, right? They're reflecting back and more so now, right? 2019, not so much 2020 oh my gosh and now 2021 everyone thought it would be different and it wasn't and so now here we are right 2022 people are looking back like wow that didn't work well either and so wow what a great time to talk about building something well for yourself right this is the time where taxes are being done people are looking at tax deductions we could talk about side hustle all day long and the benefits um also just like how fast things are changing. And again, warp speed, right? Uh, when 2020 hit, things are nuts. When you look back, it seems like so long ago. And yet, look how, how far we've come. Not, not far enough. And then um, just growing yourself. Like, oh my gosh, we have proven over these last few years, nobody's going to do it for you, right? Like, no, it is your responsibility. I just had a conversation yesterday with someone, same thing. You are accountable for you it, and no one's going to answer for you. You get to answer for yourself. So let's jump in. Let's talk about all of these things and anything else that comes up. Fantastic. Well, I, I think maybe a great place to start would just be 
why you should side hustle, but more importantly, if you're going to side hustle, why you should do it seriously. Because if you don't have, if you're like, oh, I'll just dabble a little bit, then it's really hard to build something meaningful. You can create a few sales. You can maybe make a little cash. But if you want to have impact on your life, you have to have some resolution or some determination. You want to channel a little bit of Carrie's, you know, invincibility, right? Um, So the first thing you realize is like, why should you side hustle? And my, my big thing that I like to share on that is like, absolutely you do not want to have one way to make money in the 21st century that's ridiculous so if you have one way to make money now you know you need to fix that so have some like real authenticity around like moving forward and like attacking that and then all there's all sorts of benefits and reasons why but having that as a foundation is really important because if you don't have that then you're gonna as soon as you hit that first like adversity or challenge be like oh it's not gonna work out right so I think that's the, the number one thing that I would lead with on that. Well, and knowing that your first side hustle doesn't have to be your last, because a lot of people are putting so much pressure on their first step into the business space. It's like, oh, I have to change. I have to create this world changing product and start a revolution. Well, maybe you pick up more of a pre-built system and take five, 10 hours a week and start to dabble and at least get serious about that first, grow the skills, grow your confidence. And then over time, maybe your second or third side hustle could be a little bit more revolutionary or a little more sophisticated. But um, usually people build it up so much mentally that they never actually get in the game. And I think logically, most people would agree with you, Craig, like I should have another way to make money. But it's oftentimes that mental barrier that yeah, they trips get, people up. They get paralyzed that it has to be perfect and I have yeah. to have, be super passionate about it. It's like, well, you're not passionate necessarily about your job. You use it as a vehicle to go and make income, right? So why can't you do the same for a side hustle? Um, and then learn skills and over time you can take those skills and then apply it to a nonprofit or writing a book or things that you might mm-hmm. be more passionate about as well. Um, so I, I think that that's a good like foundation. Do you want to add, add on that at all? Because there's obviously a lot there, but we can build on top of that. I think that's. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions around this. So my first thing is uh, where you sit in your, the businesses and and all that you've built, what would you recommend to people, you know, about streams of income, right? How many do you think in the 21st century, would you recommend that streams of income that one, one person or family should have? So that the answer is it depends, right? So if you currently have one, let's start to go to two, okay? And where a lot of people struggle is they're called what I what we would call serial side hustlers, S E R I E, you know, like not not like the serial you eat because they're always hopping from one thing to the next, so they're never really building something significant and building a skill. So it's important if you're going to take a side hustle, maybe pick two or second or third stream of income and really dial in on those and develop some some actual continuity, potentially some passive income or at least progressive passive income, kind of a hybrid between active and passive, which we recommend starting there because jumping straight to passive is a lot of people aren't ready for it. Um, And then you can also start to get involved with investing a little bit and then just managing your money better, understanding the tax advantages of having a side hustle. So those things will come with the second and third side hustles. But almost more importantly than that, I would say is where do you wanna go, right? So what is it you want to accomplish with a side hustle? Do you wanna replace an income or you just wanna be able to go part-time? Do you want to be able to travel more so you want more flexibility? Um, do you wanna step away from your teaching job and your, your spouse can be the full-time worker and you just wanna contribute a little? Cause those are all different scenarios. So understanding where you wanna go. And then the second thing, and we mentioned this a little bit at the front end, 
who already has done it effectively? Like, who do you know who lives that lifestyle or has accomplished success in that particular industry if you want to stay industry bound? And start with a mentor or a coach or a community that can support you. Because if you're going to go from linear employee-based thinking to big business owner thinking, especially like million dollar or 10 million or hundred million dollar business, you have to get incubated into an environment that will support that. Otherwise, your your probability you're going to win is like very low. Be like learning a foreign language and never hanging out with anyone who speaks it. Google's great, but like at some point you're going to hit a wall and you're going to need that support and that mindset and a model and an example of who to like live by and follow. So those would be my two biggest things in terms of like where you're at. Now, if you already have two or three, you have to step back and be like, do I dial down more on these or do I expand? And you want to make sure those are probably well established before you go adding a bunch more things. That's what we did. And it's worked out, I mean, pretty well. There's many ways to do it, but but the way that we played it was was that direction. Yeah, it worked out well for us. And, and it's yeah. safe to be said, not everyone wants to create wealth. Yeah. Some people are looking to build a side hustle to pay their, you know, child's braces bill monthly. And that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah. But just the more clarity you have around, like, what you're trying to create helps you actually identify what a win might look like. And the other thing is with social media, it's just never become more easy to find the right people. Like if you're active on social media and you're you're genuinely looking for coaching or support or help, you have to learn how to discern who's actually successful and genuine. But there are a lot of people out there who are willing to support and create, you know, processes and help people. So I think there's never been a better, better space to really develop and forge those relationships. I love that. Okay, next question for you. I'm just writing things down as I think of them as we speak and they're just firing off in my mind. Uh, How would someone choose what would be the right side hustle for them? There are so many things out there, so many companies, so many products, so many marketing plans. Uh, You know, what's the first step here? How, what, what research should they do? What are they looking at here? I might be skipping ahead a little bit, but we have um, something called a business evaluator on our website and, you know, we can get you the details or whatever, but basically what we do is list out some of the attributes that you're looking to create from your side hustle. So that could be like, I want residual income or I want to be able to sell it for $2 million or um, I want to make $30,000 a year. And then cross-referencing that with what are my current talents, attributes and skills and capital and risk threshold. Right. So it's like, okay, I have a million dollars to invest. Okay. Well, your options are very different than someone who has $10. Right. (laughs) So really thinking about what is your current situation? What current skill sets do you have? Not always what are you passionate about, but where do you have an interest? And then thinking about who do I know? And then what can, what am I trying to accomplish? So when we start to cross reference these things, we can get a smaller universe to like plan. And we realize, okay, I don't have a million dollars to get a, you know, a, a traditional franchise started. Let me cross that off the list and stop faking myself out that I'm going to go do that. And let me dial down into affiliate marketing or drop shipping or direct sales or some consulting or some social media promotion, right? So you know where you're operating from. So I think that's really important. And then back to the who, right? Like, who do you know who's successful? Who's built something of value? Um, and then go to them and humble yourself at their feet. Um, and, and we could talk about mentorship and, and coaching like all, all day long, but um, those would be my top couple things in terms of starting to narrow down what might be good, good options for you. 
Yeah, it's safe to say I did not build the business evaluator. Um, <laughs> that is so not how my brain works, but Craig rocked that. And it's a great resource for people because, again, it's so overwhelming. In this day and age, we have access to so many options, or at least we think we do, right? So being able to whittle that down just clears the brain space a bit for people to be realistic. Because, again, it's not like, what could I start in five years? It's what could you start next month? So that you can actually start engaging and, and learning, beginning the journey. I love that. I just had a conversation with someone yesterday that was saying, you know, oh, well, I gave up on my company trip because, you know, it ends in May and it's already December. And I'm like, what? I earned my company trip in seven weeks. Like, you know, it's all about like, you know, really what you're willing to do and, and, you know, this is my next question here. So I'm kind of prefacing, but uh, why do some people make it in your business and others don't, right? Same marketing plan, same product, same everything. Why, why, why? This is the biggest question across the board Big about side hustling. Yes. Yeah. So bring that answer now. Let's talk you, about that. You want to kick that off, Kara, or you want me to? I've been kicking these questions off. So <laughs> no. I think it's your turn to lead, unless you want me to. No, I mean, again, there's there's so many reasons why. I think there's like a doggedness to people that succeed, mm -hmm. that like they're willing to fail, they're willing to make mistakes. Like Craig mentioned, he's not harboring the weight of all of the things he's messed up or attributing them to his self-worth. Um, entrepreneurship is a massive journey of messing a lot of stuff up. And so if you're not willing to say, hey, here's what I did wrong, here's what I learned from it, here's what I'm going to do differently next round, and be intense with your work ethics but patient with your results... I think that's what a lot of people are missing. They're trying to skip too many steps in the process. And they're using like the high, highlight reel of social media, of like, oh, business is supposed to grow overnight or it's supposed to be a really fast, sexy, easy process. And man, it is grueling. So I think expectations and then just having a certain level of grittiness um, and motivation. Because I can't motivate, you know, we coach a lot of people. I, I do not want to be in the business of trying to motivate an entrepreneur to entrepreneur. I want to be in the business of helping steer the car of someone who already has their engine turned on and is ready to cruise. They just need a little bit of refinement and support on um, course correction. So th those would be my top three things. That's a mic drop right there. Right there. You, you don't want to spend your days convincing someone to be an entrepreneur. Like, and how many people in direct sales do that? You know, a lot of these are set up as like, you know, oh, go get your first two business partners. And now you're out there begging people, you know, who never even thought about having a side hustle. I love that. And, you know, when you were talking about how it can be really messy, I, the first thing I thought of was it looks like your first time on ice skates. <laughs> Right, like your very first time you put on ice skates and you head out to the ice, like, yeah. you're like ah! you know. Uh, and I think, like, yes, like you need to be prepared for that. And I do think social media is sending false messages because everyone is posting their highlight reels and they are making it look like an overnight success. And how many of us? It took us 20 years to be an overnight success, right? So, or 10 or five, uh, but it never happens in the first week. And I think you're right about that. And self-worth, OMG, you nailed that because, you know, 
the more that I work with people, and I'm sure you see this in your coaching, the more you see that people are carrying around things that happened to them when they were children, like little, and now they're like 40 and 50 and they're still, and you look at them and you can see right through it. And yet they don't see that. And Mm -hmm. it ends up being almost like therapy, right? Like they need to go to therapy to fix that stuff, then come back and like really focus. Yes. And like release. And like Craig said, you could do like a class on letting go, right? Like just forgiving those things and and just like the childlike curiosity of like, oh, well, you know, I remember um, we had a little neighbor kid when my daughter was young and she said, my mom told me I'm too young to have faults. And like that was her thing. Like if the ball went in the street, you know, and it was like your fault. And she said, my mom told me I'm too young to have faults. Like we need to live like that when it comes to a side hustle and just keep going. And I love that. Oh gosh. And you know, Craig, you talked about, well, uh, one of you talked about the serial, the serial entrepreneur. Have you been to networking events where people are like, hand, well, same person hands you five cards. This is my electrical business. This is my Uber business. This is my direct sales business. And you're like, ah, run. And so I love that you pointed that out about that serial entrepreneur, because when you're chasing so many rabbits, you can't catch any, right? Uh, and so that that's really a good thing. Oh my gosh. Anything else you guys want to touch on um, as we move into the next things that we want to talk about today? No, I, I just really wish people the blessing of the rewards of side hustling and not just the curse of the, the, uh, the pain of it, meaning like all the work, right? And so a lot of people start the journey and they think it's going to be simpler, easier, they're excited. And it's like that naive, we all have to have that like naive honey in our relationships, you know, whatever it is, that, that's an important phase. But then learning how to power through that, like that dip and like surrounding yourself with the community and and whatnot is so, so critical. And I think people miss that. And so if we can gift you anything, if we can gift you anything from our experience, it's like, realize it's going to be a journey. Think of it. We put it even in the book and uh, an adventure is actually an ad venture. You're like adding a side hustle. But if you think of it as an adventure, then all of a sudden the journey becomes fun and exhilarating. But if you think of it, like it's not going to be a roller coaster, it's going to be this walk, this easy walk everything's painful when you then get on a roller coaster. So I think anticipating that really changes the game for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to ask you one more question. So, you know, there's always been the ebbs and flows, right? As the, uh, from the side hustle. And and even as you're merging those things with all of the new things that you've been doing. Um, So what, one piece of advice would you give that has worked for you on those days when you're like, the alarm goes off and you're like, oh, not today. You know, maybe it wasn't the best day yesterday. Maybe you just got knocked out, whatever. What What is it that drives you? Uh, and I should say back then, right? Right now, like, you know, the end of the story, right? The end of the story is get up. <laughs> you know, you've got a, an empire waiting on you today. But what was it in those earlier times when you were really taking the punches? So and I'll have you both answer that separately, because I think, you know, the male and female perspective could be different. Yeah, well, and this this will bleed into our next answer, our next, next round of questions, I think. But uh really the vision of the life that you want to have, right? So if we get one crack, literally one shot at this, 
consciously in this body, right? Depending how you want to qualify it. Like I wanted life to be really extraordinary and amazing. Not like it's not so bad. Well, I heard somebody say once it's not so bad. It's still a version of bad, right? If you're still in the bad bucket, like it's not so bad, it's just bad. It's like, well, I don't, I mean, this is life. And so I think there was a sense of being driven by that vision. I heard another really successful business owner mentor of ours once say that the employee is driven by fear and the business owner is driven by a vision of what they're looking to create. And so I think that's a little oversimplified. I mean, there's, there's elements of both in each and we all have to, to pause back and forth through that, that journey. But um, how do you really want to live? What's important to you? Um, and then I think that, cause we've even had harder times in the last year or two, even despite all the commercial success. And it's like, going back to your values and like what is really important to you and making value-based decisions which sounds sort of generic and hokey but like there's literally i mean we were on a walk a couple years ago where we're like what do we do and it's like okay what are our values like what's really important to us and then we proceed accordingly and i think when you make mistakes that way it, it's easier to live with grace than it is if you made mistakes because you skipped your values because you're trying to like finagle some extra deal and money or whatever. Mm, I love that. You don't want to live somebody else's life, right? Oh, okay, Carrie. <laughs> what would you well, say? Well, and and to parlay off of that, I think what you know, especially in my 20s when I was working full time and building, you know, my side hustles, I would say the biggest driver for me to get out of bed, even when things were hard, was just actually finding my charge. And when I say charge, I mean the emotional fire, the emotional why behind the things that I was doing. And what was interesting is what made side hustling hard in my 20s wasn't really my side hustle. It was my job. And that was also why I was building my side hustle so I could transition out of my job. So it was like staying really clear on why things were challenging and how that side hustle really was the medium to like have a solution long-term. And as much as I could emotionally sit with that, it did help me stay motivated. And um, the other element that I get very motivated around is just being in the pursuit of something bigger than myself. And it's easy to throw a pity party. I mean, we're all pretty darn good at that, I think. But it's what's the expiration date? Like, does it take you five minutes? Does it take you five days? Are you still having a pity party? Or how can you convert and start to put the spotlight on other people or on being in the pursuit more generally so that it's less about us and our problems and our discomforts and insecurities and more about like other people and the impact that we want to generate? So those are my suggestions. That's fabulous. Okay. Well, we have so much more to talk about. So let's start with your foundation. Amazing tandem giving. Tell us what that's all about. Why did you start this and how is it helping people in the world? So tandem giving is designed to be uh, over time an endowment fund. Um, so we talk about a lot about passive giving or passive uh, or passive income. So we believe in passive giving, right? And so the idea is to build up enough reserves uh, that we can fund um, other kids who are in need. And right now, the primary wing we're focusing on, although we're gonna build out a couple other wings, is helping children in the adoption process who are further along in life who are less likely to be adopted. And so the statistics are pretty staggering that if a child is over the age of six or seven years old, probability they're gonna get adopted and ever have a family is extraordinarily low. And if they end up in the system 
and they don't ever find a family, probably, and they, they graduate through that system, probability they're going to end up uh, in not a good situation is extraordinarily high. So our thing is, how do we take our dollars and impact those children um, and try to help them find a family? Because, I mean, Christmas is coming up, and I, I think for me, it's really emotional to just even think about the thought of a child like without a family on like Christmas is like, I mean, it's it's heart wrenching, really. So, um, so that's that's really where our focus lies right now with that foundation. So, yeah, I love that. And um, people can donate. Is that it's that they can donate yep. directly to so, you? So they can go to tandemconsulting.co. That's our website, which I'm sure will be in the show notes, hopefully. And then uh, they can just click on the tandem giving section. They can make a donation there um, and they can learn a little bit more about it there. Otherwise, reach out to us directly. We're just we just launched the organization about a year ago. So we're just now building out. But we've already been able to sponsor several children and help them get adopted. So um, we're really excited about it for sure. So any any way that you want to help or support, please reach out to us because there's a lot of a lot of work that could be done. <laughs> for sure. Yes, and I imagine if there are people listening who always wanted to adopt a child, they could reach out as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all of the links will be in the show notes for everything that we talk about today. So as you're listening, just hit that show note and you'll get everything. You'll take you right to Craig and Carrie and all that they're doing. That is amazing. And you know, uh, we were away in a room and it was movie night and it was the movie instant family so as i think about your what you're doing with this i i'm thinking about that movie and you know it's it's meant to be a funny movie but it's like funny not funny because it is really what's happening in the world and hollywood just made a fun twist to make a comedy but um i can't help but think about that and um just even just what you said about christmas that is, you know, as we sit with Amazon boxes everywhere, right? And and beautiful decorations and trees and meals and all those things. So yeah, we we definitely want to support that and team up with you guys with what you're doing to make an impact and help these families. Um, next is our the podcast. So you have a podcast. I love that everything is carrying the same brand and name, Tandem Talks. Tell us about your podcast. What are you talking about there? What kind of impact are you making in the world? Yeah, well, we are excited to just create even a stronger medium for entrepreneurs to talk about their story and the ups and downs. And we we reference the highlight reel of social media, which again, there's pros to that. It's not all bad. There's really good elements, but creating a space where we can actually help people talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, as you referenced, Cami, and just be more real and candid because if people are better prepared and they have better expectations, we see better outcomes of people on their entrepreneurial journey. And so it's been super fun to spotlight people that we admire and respect in the business world, people from all different backgrounds, different successful businesses that they've scaled and just get into more of the nitty gritty. So it's, it's been, it's been a fun and a learning curve, like to start anything new, including a podcast, there's a lot to learn and we're taking notes. You do such a phenomenal job, Cammie, with your podcast. It's really inspiring. And, you know, we're really in our first year, year and a half. So it's, it's neat to be able to learn from people who are like way beyond that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You know, I, 
I just appreciate you even saying that. Thank you so much. Um, I am starting a podcast school, right? So it's kicking yeah. off. Yes, uh, January 3rd. So that thank makes you sense. for that. That makes yes, sense. Like you You're learn it and teach it, right? And, yep. and so I'm I'm teaching that now and mentoring. We're in our beta program right now and uh, helping others. So uh, I appreciate that feedback because that means so much to me as I continue to teach. Of course, I want to teach the right things. And I can't wait to listen to your podcast. And now I want to talk about this amazing book. So you want to start a side hustle, right? I love this. Look at this book. What a guide of so many amazing uh, findings, right? Things that you guys learned that you shared. And I just love this. I think anybody uh, can learn from this, even if they haven't thought about a side hustle, like get this book and read it and learn. Um, it is amazing to see and hear the stories from the pandemic of people that had side hustles where their side hustle was generating much more income than their full-time job. So even if you haven't thought about a side hustle, I would highly recommend that you read this and learn about what you might not know about so you know what questions to ask. But this is build a business that empowers you to live your life your way. And I think we're getting ready to step into that right now. So before we do, um, let's go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, so the best place actually is on LinkedIn. Uh, we're both there. Uh, it's Carrie Bolig, B-O-H-L-I-G, or Craig Clickner. Uh, you can reach out to us there. Otherwise, our website, tandemconsulting.co. Uh, either place is great. Please reach out. I've got some basic resources and freebies on the website, uh, budgeting and, you know, matrix, business matrix to evaluate side hustlings and things like that. And feel free to explore and, and reach out for any questions you have or any way we can support you in your journey for sure. Love it. And also real quick, Craig, um, give them the information on the business evaluator. Where can they tell them again where they can find that? And then we'll get the, the link in the show notes. Yeah. So I think it's on either content or downloads on this on the website, tandemconsulting.co or resources. Sorry. So you go there, click resources. There's a few couple, few downloads for you. Grab those, use them. If you have any questions or feedback on the forms, give it. We're happy to upgrade them over time. Uh, but so far, we've had a lot of people use those and just be like, wow, I never really thought through it this way. Thank you so much. This has helped me not do X business or really realize I should be in a different arena um, before they've started their journey or or even if they've started, but they haven't, you know, invested the hundred grand and they can still uh, bite the ego and, and make a shift, right? Yes. And I love that because, you know, when anything, when you're new, you don't even know what questions you should be asking. Right. So you're, I find myself so many times when I'm in conversations uh, about anything, <laughs> it's like, they're like, do you have any more questions? And I'm like, how about the question that I don't know I'm supposed to ask you? Like, what are the questions that everybody else is asking that are really good questions? Because as you walk in things, you don't know. And then later you're scratching your head. Why didn't I know that? And we just don't, right? And we can't even pretend because that that hurts us. So, oh, this has been so much fun. I just love this conversation and I can't wait to move into the next one. And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, 
kids and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. You know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners we're going to feature fierce female entrepreneurs and a few good men, and we are going to share their expert zone of genius, which we have done. You guys have really brought it today, and I appreciate that so much. But we also promise them we're going to pull back the curtain because we don't show the reels here by themselves. We pull back the curtain. We want you to know the truth. We do not want to make it look good. We want you to know what to expect. We want you to be prepared and we don't want you to compare yourself. And so we show you the truth, the truth about it, the truth that yes, it's messy. And yes, a hundred percent, it's worth it. It's worth it. Just keep on fighting. And so right now we're going to pull back the curtain with Craig and Carrie, and this is going to be so much fun. So we are going to share the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we're going to start with the good. So who wants to go first? Yeah, I can start a little bit. I would say the good for me on my journey, sort of the most exciting splice of the journey um, was being able to step out of my career officially and just be a free human being. I didn't have kids at that point. Over a number of years then, we decided to have kids. And um, the day that I went into labor with my daughter, we had a $95,000 end-of-year bonus hit our direct deposit. And it was just- From this, our side hustles. From our side hustles, yes. We didn't, I didn't work traditionally. But it was just this moment of like, man, I am so glad- that I dug my well before I was thirsty and that we were willing to do, you know, inconvenient things for long enough to create that level of choice and peace of mind. And, you know, now many years later, we've got a second child and it's interesting because I get to coach a lot of women and the choices, you know, in this phase of life, I think a lot of people are faced with is you're either a full-time working professional or you're a stay-at-home parent. And I, I just think, we just think there's so much more texture and variance and gray area that people should be able to play in. And so really working to be able to help people open their eyes to all the options out there and sequences, um, because I think we all deserve on some level that customization if we're willing to really fight for it and work for it. So that has been by far the good, the goodest. Um, <laughs> and I'm eager to hear what you, you say. I, yeah, I mean, being able to step away from corporate America and like own your day. I, I mean, I, I tell people it's like if you ever woke up in the morning and you were planning to go to school or your job and then you realize it's like actually a holiday or like there's a snow day and you're like, it's like that party goes on in your brain. Like, I don't know if they go to school or like, like imagine being able to experience that like every day where it's like, I don't have to report into anyone other than my four year old boss at times or who happens to be my son, right? Or my, or my wife, right? And so um, that the freedom to really explore and chase what you love. I mean, as a result of that, we've been able to do the writing. That's like always been a dream. Like I'd love to write a book someday. And it's like to see that manifest as a function of those decisions we made 10, 15 years ago is it's really this level of delayed gratification that it's hard to articulate to someone. It's hard to say, well, if you make this choice now, then 15 years from now, you're going to get to do all this cool stuff. And it's like, most people don't want don't want to do that or they can't see it, right? 
Um, so, but I think the other component for me is just being able to now attack my strengths and not have to do things in the corporate world that were not my strengths, <laughs> which we could talk a little bit about it. Um, but like being able to help finance a, a, a tech startup is like, that's just fun. Like I'm not, we're not doing that because I need the money. We're doing it for the sport of it and the love of it. And to be able to pick up projects like that is just, is really special and, and exciting. So we wish that on everyone, you know, the ability to do that. That's freedom, right? When when you that's all I can think of as you're talking is like that is absolute true freedom. And you know, that's amazing. And just imagine, you know, for the moms out there listening, like how, how would that have changed your life if you gave birth to your baby and had a $95,000 deposit in your account? You know, so many times they're thinking about, oh, I have to leave this baby and go back to work. Or what if there's medical problems? Or what if, you know, all of the things and talk about security and freedom in that in itself. I just, you know, and snow day. Isn't that fun? That's such a great example because, you know, you do go to, you know, as a kid, you go to bed, like all ready to go to school the next day and you wake up and you're like, yes. So they made a movie about that too. Oh my gosh. So fun. Well, it's always fun to talk about the good, but now we have to talk about the, the bad. So uh, Craig, do you want to go first? You want to tell us a little bit about the bad? Sure. Yeah. A little bit or a lot. Yeah. I could go <laughs> yeah. On yeah go a ahead. Long, long period of time. Yeah, so um, I there's so many um, challenges that I, that I've had, but I think one of the biggest and most prominent uh, is just been I have a pretty extreme level of absent-mindedness my whole life. You know, I would I would go to high school on, with the car and come back on the bus, and my parents would be like, "Where's the car?" You know, I, I mean, I can give example after example. I, I lose my car keys probably close to daily. Oh, multiple times a day. <laughs> We don't know where two sets of our car keys are right now. We have three cars. We need to keep the third car as a backup, even though we only have two drivers. Like, um, I mean, I went to Australia and I left our Lexus running in the driveway. With, with the keys in the car. Yeah, we didn't leave the state. We left the hemisphere. Like, we left the continent, right? So this is all cute and funny because you're hearing the funny side of it, but it's also pretty debilitating. And so I'd always struggled with that my whole life. And finally, I one of my friends was like, oh, you have an attention problem. I was like, she's like, you probably have ADHD. And she has ADHD. She was like, no, I don't. I wasn't the kid who couldn't sit still. Like, that wasn't an issue. She's like, yeah, but your, your attention, you have focus problems. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I got tested. And, and a little over two years ago, I got tested for as, as having ADHD. And so um, it's been a really intense struggle to be feel like you're sort of really smart or brilliant in certain areas and then be completely an idiot in others. And um, to go through life that way, having been told uh, like you're dumb or why can't you remember this or you don't care. And I think that it's put a lot of duress on our marriage because there's many times where Carrie has just felt like you don't care. You don't value something I've asked you to do. I mean, you sent me to the grocery store with a list for like eight items the other day. And I came back with like four or three and it was like, how is it functionally possible? It's like, I, I don't know. My brain gets going so and doesn't stop. Right. So um, having to deal with that has been a real challenge. But um, I mean, I, I've tried to take that challenge head on now that I've, I've got a diagnosis of sorts, but um, it's it's still pervasive and it continues to plague me. And and we'd probably be a lot further along. Um, I don't know if maybe you want to speak to my my ugly because Carrie is the one who has to deal with the, the, a lot of the fallout of it. Pre-kids it isn't a big deal. But post children, no, it's it was like, still a big deal for kids. Okay, was it as big? Let's <laughs> I mean, pronounce, yeah, because you weren't also trying to take care of like so yeah. many other moving parts in our house. But yes, yes. Well, so, we're gonna call and, her Saint 
St. Carrie, right? Because yeah. she's, yeah, but you know what? Like you, you're with the right person, right? Because not everyone is able to, to honor that and be able to, to do that and go through that journey. And so I, I just think you two are perfect together. I love just how you offset each other and balance each other, you know, out. And I love that. Um, I want to ask you this. So Craig, when did you notice that that was happening? Like how young were you when you were showing signs of this? Now that you're older, you have kids and you know what that looks like. What would you say? Um, probably five or six, I became conscious of it. Um, so I would just leave stuff. I would lose things all the time. My parents would, where's the sweatshirt? Where's the jacket? Where's the gloves? It's like, oh, I don't know. And like, I couldn't even think to like where it would be. And, you know, I remember getting called out because I never put my names on my assignments. So like, this is great work, but like, we don't know whose it is. It must be Craig's. So, um, so yeah, I think that there's just that, that continual challenge. It was pretty young actually. Um, but I, their ADHD wasn't a big thing in the eighties. You know what I mean? It kind of came out a little bit. I mean, it was around, but it wasn't more ADD. And it wasn't until after that, that there was like more of the drugs and Ritalin and like attention around it. And so it just went undiagnosed, um, which I, I survived. Like I have a great life, so I can't complain <laughs> about that. But um, yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty tricky growing up for sure. Yeah. And you know, there's a stigma around young boys that they're just overactive and absent-minded anyway. So I think like that young age, we're just like, moms were like, oh, he's a boy. This is what you get with boys. You know, especially since, you know, you didn't have a boy before, right? You guys so, like, you could see how that could happen. Um, that Yeah. So is there anything that you would want to shout out to the parents that maybe are, you know, not having their kids diagnosed? Like, uh, would you have wished you had been diagnosed earlier? Would that have made a difference now that you know more now? Oh, God. Yeah, I, a million percent. I mean, I remember the day after the diagnosis, us walking and being like, man, I wish I would have known this like 40 years ago or 30 years ago. I mean, it would have tremendously helped me. Just because you get the diagnosis doesn't mean that you have to take drugs or now you get put in the special class. It's just information about how you operate, like taking a personality test. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. But ADHD is really a superpower because if you give me something I'm excited about and focus on, like just shut the door, don't distract me and I'll come out with something hopefully great or brilliant in a few hours or, or in a few months, you know? Um, so it's just really about learning how to harness it and play off it just like your strengths and weaknesses. Um, but I would recommend if anyone suspects that, yeah, you could have them go get tested, uh, especially if it's debil super debilitating. Um, if they're able to function, then like I was, then it may not be as critical, but like if they're just not even functioning or can't sit still, don't be afraid of the label. How you choose to respond to the label is different. And there's a lot of great resources. There's meditation, there's um, developing better practices, there's breathing, there's diet, as well as, you know, pharmaceutical drugs. And I've like gone head on on all of those things to just try to figure out how I can rectify some of the things that are probably just wrong with my neurology that are very deep rooted, right? Um, but I wouldn't be afraid of the label. I would be more interested in the information around it. 
That's great advice. That is great advice, Lake. So, you know, moms, don't listen to that other stuff. If your kids are, you know, your boys or your girls are acting crazy and not doing what you think they should be doing or being forgetful or losing things, you know, we it's so easy for us in our busyness to say, just blow it off, right? And just be like, oh, they're just kids. But, uh, but it's worth checking it out, right? Like you said, it doesn't mean they have to, no one can force them to take medication. They get to choose all the way through. So yes. I- I love that. And I think that can help so many people. Okay, Carrie, here we go. Tell us about your bed. Yeah. So the interesting thing about entrepreneurship and side hustling is that life still happens while you are doing it. <laughs> so I would say the was, as I was pregnant with my first child, um, it actually triggered an autoimmune illness. And what should have been a really straightforward diagnosis took two years because they just weren't doing the right type of blood work and right type of testing. Um, so I had all sorts of just pretty horrible symptoms. I didn't feel like myself. I felt like I was like dying and no one was identifying what was going on. I remember on the holidays, I would always feel like this might be my last holiday with my newborn baby. I mean, it was, it was really, really horrible. Um, I probably went to about a hundred doctors, types of doctors in a two year period. Again, I told you I was determined. So just <laughs> as determined I was uh, with business goals, I was determined to figure out what the heck was wrong with me because my gut was very clear, like something is not right here. Um, but it was, it was brutal because I had a newborn baby. I was building, you know, our side hustles. Craig was working full time and building our side hustles. So we just had a lot of responsibility, a lot on our plate, a lot. We were also genuinely excited to pursue and people to help, but it was like, it was a long, long haul of not being a hundred percent. And it intersects a bit with Craig's, you know, challenges that he just spoke to because just a lot of things I had to maybe cover or take care of that he wasn't necessarily able to follow through on just because of some of his, his struggles. So um, the biggest suggestion that I can give to people is like, take care of yourself, go get the information similar to Craig's advice. Um, take care of your, your health needs. Uh, through my twenties, I always said like work hard, play hard in my thirties. I added also self-care hard. Uh, it's important. <laughs> life is not just a sprint. Life is a marathon. And the whole purpose of building what we built is so that we could, you know, be alive and healthy for as long as we possibly could. So those were some very, very dark days for me. And um, as much as I wouldn't wish that on anybody, I feel like I have developed an immense amount of empathy for people who have chronic illness and, you know, hard diagnoses and things they've had to face. And I, I can't put a price tag on that. I'm very, very grateful for that perspective. I love that. And you know, this is where most people give up, right? You know that they, you know, and they have every reason to, right? Like nobody would argue with them. You do had a brand new baby. You're, you're not well, your husband, you know, he's, he's got a full-time job. You're all pushing forward, but this is where people make those decisions. And aren't you so glad that you push through because there are people out there that could be listening to this right now that are saying, Oh, I should have pushed through. I, uh, you know, but it's not too late. It's never too late. Right. If 
you're if you're listening to a podcast, you can still keep going and you can start over and you can every day can be a new day and it can be your first day. And um, but yeah, like this is where the rubber meets the road and people just throw their arms up and give up and they have a really good excuse and we would all buy it. But yeah. in the end, at the end of the day, like as you're looking back now, would you say it was worth all that you two went through to be where you are today versus just throwing your arms up in the air and saying, this is too hard. We can't do it. Yeah, because life was going to be a struggle either way. Even if I was, you know, not building anything like life still would have been hard. It's just like pick your heart. Right. And for us, we were just very clear on the vision and what we wanted to create and that was also the phase where we were rolling up our sleeves and trying to help him get, get out of his career. So for me, it was like, man, I'm exhausted. I don't feel well, but I want to run these appointments. I want to jump on this keynote because that is exactly what is going to help us fix this challenge of not having enough support or, you know, being stretched too much and, you know, not having Craig get more time with our our baby. So it was just like making sure our mindset was really clear on the solution. It goes back to what you both said about your vision and your values, right? So you, those two, those collided in that moment when you could have walked away and given up because that would have been easier, but you really, you walked through that and you lived that out loud. And that is amazing. And it's so fun to see this come full circle right now like that. So let's move on to the ugly. We just have a couple of minutes left. Uh, I want to hear about your ugly. I know it has to do with some of the things we've talked about. So let's dive in and share that. And you guys can just, whoever wants to go first. Yeah, well, I think where it probably got really ugly during that time period for us is I actually lost a job, or at least I, I got let go at GE. Um, and they offered me a promotion, but I would have had to move to Chicago. We didn't want to move to Chicago. So I took a job in Minneapolis to try to negotiate. I was going to work from home. So if we're living in Madison, I'm driving to Minneapolis like three or four days a week for like five or six months trying to like figure this out, build our side hustles. And I think probably the ugliest part was not just that. It was like probably my lack of sensitivity or like awareness around your struggle because like her autoimmune is invisible. Like it's not something you, it's not like, oh, my arm doesn't work or something. Right. And so, and I hadn't really experienced that. And I probably, I'm not always by default, the most empathetic person. Like, so here I am trying to, on this journey to figure this out and get financially free and, and Carrie's like saying things and having anxiety about stuff that like feels imaginary to me. And so I think I was lack of sensitivity and then you throw in my ADHD and all the things I forgot. I mean, I feel like that was probably the ugliest time for us. And well, you mentioned that. Okay, and yes, yeah. still <laughs> having to be business partners and like grow our businesses and together. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's a lot of intersecting roles and, um, I I think also Craig and my struggles are unfortunately a really hard combination (laughs) in terms of forgetfulness and anxiety. Mm. Um, And so that's, that's the ugly and that still exists today. Even, I mean, those are things we have to manage too in our life. I'm sure everyone in your audience can relate to some extent of things they struggle with that sometimes have a hard head with, the person they're maybe in business with or partnered with in life. So those are just life things that like are ugly. They're not the sexy element of, of success, but you work through them. And I think we've both luckily been very committed to outside support. 
whether that's therapy or medication or meditation or exercise or diet, like we're, we're determined in that regard. And I think that's always been the insurance policy for our relationship in its many forms is that we're both growth minded and willing to grow and change. So that would be my best advice to get through the ugly or make the ugly easier or maybe shorter lived for people <laughs> that are ugly. Yeah. People that feel in, in the thick of it right now. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's great. Oh, well, this has been such an amazing conversation. I just want to remind our listeners to get this book. So you want to start a side hustle, build a business that empowers you to live your life your way. And I think you'll agree with me that Craig and Carrie are doing just that. And who else better to learn from than the people that are actually doing it right now. So thank you so much, both of you for being here. Thank you, Craig, for being our first 20 2022. It's an honor. Great. The honor is all mine. Thank you for having me. <laughs> all right. Well, we always wrap up with a last question. And so today I'm, I didn't even, this is not prompted at all. This has not been prepared. Um, I want to have you both give a quick answer to this question. What is one tip that you would give to married couples who are working a business together uh, with a family, you know, all the, like you guys are like together, right? <laughs> like, like molded together at, in every sense of the word, your, your parents, your, your partners, your married, your business partners. Yes, yes, yes. And so let's, let's have you each give one, one of your best tips uh, for people out there that could, this could support. Who's going first? <laughs> I, would, I would just chime in with something very simple, and that is communicating your needs. A Love lot it. of times we want our spouse to just know what we need, and that's that's uh, not overly realistic. So be forthright, be confident, speak up, and also be willing to fulfill your partner's needs and, and be open and receptive to hearing them. So... Yeah, I think the biggest challenge couples face is we're always when we get into a bad when we get into a bad spin, we'll call it, we're worried about our own needs, right? And so then we withdraw, someone withdraw, we see this with couples we've mentored, right? Like they withdraw more and then the other person withdraws more and it creates a bad downward cycle or, or negative cycle. And so usually when a relationship's not working, it's because both people are worried about what they're not getting or what they're getting that they don't want, one of the two. And so to reverse that cycle, it's how do we give back? How do we give more? How do we do something that makes a deposit? And then not just one, because if there's been bad blood that's transpired for maybe months or years in a marriage, it takes more than like one nice set of flowers or one nice thing. You have to really kind of make those deposits consistently. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing that people struggle with is they're, they're worried about what can I get and what am I not getting? It creates a bad, bad spiral. That is fabulous. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, you guys, for being with us, sharing so much that you shared today. I know this episode is going to make a huge impact. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it. Tell them, guys. I guess. Please stand up. At least stand up or crawl up, whatever you got to do to get your feet back on the floor. Well, yeah, it's always the phrase walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not lay there and whine about it, right? So if you're in the valley of the shadow of the death, like go through, like keep walking by all means. 
Get back up. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.